bright, you're a bright guy. Tell me what an assault weapon is. <laughs> uh, right. yeah, uh, is a moon I, made out of cheese? Tell me what an assault weapon is. <laughs> I I own um, a lot of firearms. I right. own an AR-15. Right. And my children have a great understanding of what it means to have the Second Amendment, and they're very responsible. But I I get tired of trying to explain to folks the difference between you know. Senator Feinstein and and her understanding of an assault weapon versus exactly. the rest of the of the country. Exactly, it's make believe. It's make. It's a fully semi-automatic weapon. <laughs> there you go. Fully, fully semi-automatic weapon. Right. There you go. Uh, you, you will cause every one of my children to to look perplexed when you say that. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But the Democrats say that with a straight face because yeah. they have no idea what they're talking about. You know, it's like it's like going into the to CVS and asking the, the clerk, I'm not talking about the pharmacist, asking the clerk about your diverticulitis. Good luck! Good luck! That ain't going to cut no mustard right there. You just had to go diverticulitis. I had to go diverticulitis. <laughs> he, had, really, he had to go I'm there. All the ones, I got to pick that one. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was in. I was. I was literally in a CVS once, and uh, I was. Where, I was taking care of my mother, as as everyone here knows, and and most of Dave's audience know. I took care of my mother for the last two years of her life as she was ailing. And um, so I started wearing scrubs because you know why they wear scrubs in hospitals? Because they're easy. You put them on, you throw them in the wash, you put, right? So I'm wearing scrubs and I ran down to the CVS or the equivalent, I don't recall which one, to pick something up for my mom. And there was a woman buying certain products and she came to me for advice. <laughs> so I, I had to make clear. I said, look, let me be clear. I'm not a medical professional. Now let me answer your question, by the way. <laughs> That's not going to stop me from answering a question. You looked the part, though. Oh, I looked the part. Hey. I, I, I play a lawyer every day. Some of these legislators look like Republicans. Exactly. Exactly. John Cooper looks like a Republican until you, until you look at his voting record. <laughs> Brett, before we get into impeachment, when are you running for Utah governor? <laughs> I don't want to hear no <laughs> hemming and hawing. When are you running like, for governor? Like I told you, my... Uh, uh, my wife said, I said, hey, what do you think about me running for office? And right. she said, no, I don't want to behave. <laughs> I don't want to behave. There you go. There you go. Well, listen, listen, she can she can run on the kind of Trump model, you know, a little less well behaved is, you know, might get you some votes as well. We might have a future then. That's we right. Do it. That's right. You told me that John Huntsman was running uh, last time we spoke. And uh, I think you said that for the purposes uh, purpose of dissuading me, it didn't work. I'm still, that didn't, it didn't change my mind. By the way, I actually like John Huntsman well enough. Not as much as I like Brett Tolman for governor. Well, you know what? I'm getting a few more gray hairs. I might be looking the part enough now that I, I can run in the future. Well, you know, I, 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 that one I'm not buying. You know, uh, Chris, you, you haven't met my buddy, uh, Brett. Uh, right. But Brett, he's got a, a, a painting in his closet that's aging because he ain't. <laughs> yeah, you go on some clean living. Oh, what's he doing well, out there? He does have that good clean Mormon living, but nice. I, I think there's also a pack with the devil going on right there. Okay, because this guy's getting younger looking. He grew a beard to look older. You know what he looks like? A 14 year old with a beard. All right, this guy never ages. I like it. It's unbelievable. I'm all gray, and he's he's as young as he's always looked. He's I'm on his Insta Post Facebook page, right. and he's got 
pictures of his grandchildren. Grandchildren! <laughs> grandchildren! What's up with that? <laughs> Unbelievable. Wait, you know, he's the only guy that figured out when you know he, he went to the adoption agency, he goes, I'd like to adopt a kid as a grandchild. <laughs> They're like, but where's the... No, no, I just want... Uh, this way I can have grandchildren and be 25 years old, right? Okay, let's get down to some law stuff here, my friend. What the heck is going on with this impeachment nonsense? Well, you know, even today we hear that uh, Nancy Pelosi still indicating she's going to delay sending it over. But wait a second. Um, we also hear- I thought the sky was falling. I thought I thought what Trump did was so terrible, they needed to impeach him. Well, we can't wait to go through the court system to get those witnesses in here. We got to impeach him now. And we can't bother yeah. charging him with actual crimes, even though we kept using the term bribery, which is an actual crime, up until the time that we impeached him and we decided to impeach him on a bunch of hot air and uh, daisy uh, uh, flakes. Uh, but now we got to wait. What's up with that? Well, you think about Ken Starr. His investigation took almost 1,500 days. Mm-hmm. And and were the articles of impeachment included perjury. Before that, Nixon was obstruction of justice. They included cr- actual crimes in the articles of impeachment. Here, we have two articles of impeachment after 75 days of investigation. And not a single witness had firsthand knowledge of anything the president said or did that constitutes a crime. I mean, I, I don't care if you like or dislike Donald Trump, but you better not like an impeachment process that's being wielded like it is in this instance. Uh, it's it's offensive to our structure of government, and, and it's so far – very few people are seeing it that way. Well, but Brett, you were a federal prosecutor both as a, an assistant United States attorney and then as the head – uh, of the whole state, uh, the United States attorney for uh, Utah, uh, didn't you basically go into court and say, look, I'm the prosecutor, so the guy's guilty, and, you know, I'll put on a little bit of evidence maybe, and that should be enough. Isn't that how you run a, a criminal trial? Didn't you Didn't you get trained in, in the Soviet can you, Union? Can you imagine appearing in front of a grand jury and indicating, look, what I've got for you is some really bad behavior, I, I, I there are a, a lot of witnesses I'm going to bring in front of you and they're going to they're going to tell you that they really don't like this guy and they don't like what he's done. Um, now, I'm not going to give you a specific crime that we think he's committed, but I'm going to give you everything else. And when you're done, please return an indictment. And and all those witnesses that I bring in, none of them were there, by the way. None of them were there. <laughs> Yeah, it might be your mother-in-law. It might be the guy that works at the Shell station. But they'll tell you some story that they heard about what happened. And, and Rob, even worse than that, I want you to ignore the fact that the object of the, the, the alleged criminal behavior has indicated that he felt no pressure, was not, not operating under any assumption that any aid was being withheld for conduct on his part. And in the end, he got the money, and I wasn't required to do anything, not to mention other individuals that will testify that the president made it clear he did not want anything in return for that aid. Now, I don't know about you, but that's what we call exculpatory evidence. That's evidence that there was not a crime. So, Brett, if he said, I don't want any quid pro quo, that's not evidence that he actually wants quid pro quo? 
Is that how that works? I get so confused. Yeah. You mean when he said, I don't want this thing, then the Democrats say that means he did want that thing? Look, he might say, I don't want this thing, and you may have some other evidence that he did want that thing. But according to the Democrats, his denial is proof of the affirmation. Oh, gosh. Well, well, that's a good point. And, yeah. But it's not inconsistent, Rob. They're, at least they're being consistent right. because it was such an urgency that we had to impeach him within you know, 80 days. But now we'll just sit and wait. That's right. Because it's not that important. Well, my, my favorite part is when when um, uh, the majority leader, well, what's his name, the majority leader, remind me? Mitch Connell. Yeah, Mitch Connell, right, uh, says, uh, I'm not sure what leverage Nancy Pelosi thinks she has by not giving me the thing I don't want. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Rob, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. That might be one of the best lines of 2000. It's brilliant, isn't it? <laughs> it's fantastic. absolutely brilliant. I, I thought it was a control mechanism. If right. I hand this off, right. I lose control. Right. I think you're right about that. But I like but, the way you put it. But that's what Mitch McConnell says. That yeah. wasn't me. Mitch yeah. McConnell says, uh, okay, don't give it to me. Great. <laughs> I remember one time, I won't go into the details because I don't want to embarrass anybody, but I was... I was dealing with an issue at one of my jobs, previous or current job, and someone said, well, we need to do something and we need um, to change a classification of something. I'm intentionally vague and I apologize for that, but we need to change a classification. And do you agree that this classification uh, changed? Uh, Here's the standard. And so I read the standard and I say, yeah, I, I think it does. And then that person forwards this on to other people to change this classification. And someone else writes back and includes me on the email. I don't know why Rob thinks he can change that classification just by saying that he believes it satisfies the rule. He needs to do more work on that. So I wrote back and I said, I ain't doing any work on anything. That's not my issue. Somebody asked me a question. I answered yes. Have a nice day with your changing the classification issue. And then everybody's backpedaling like, wait, wait, we didn't mean to get you, you know, uh, uh, upset or involved in this. We were just asking your opinion. I said, I know. And I'm out. I'm out, baby. And that's what Mitch McConnell's like. Listen, knock yourself out. You keep it as long as you want. I got plenty of other things to do. I like it. Hey, well, but, in fact, and we yeah, heard today, Rob, we hear that they're discussing the fact that there really may be more articles of impeachment. They're going to read. Oh, you know, no. They're going to dig. Yes, we hear they're going to dig into the Mueller investigation again because they think there may be a few uh, issues there that they can bring as additional articles of impeachment. You know, I never knew that the liberals, when it came to articles, were of impeachment were like the liberals when it came to interpreting the Constitution. They keep mining for new things. When they read the Constitution, they keep mining the the 200-year-old Constitution, and they discover these new rights that nobody knew existed up into, oh, here's a new right. You have a right to wear purple pants. It's constitutional. (laughs) Oh, I didn't know that was in there, but okay, fine. It's a loser case. Right. As a prosecutor, don't they have the prerogative to bring the case in the Senate? Who's the prosecutor that's going to bring this weak no, I get right, you know you know what hold the line Brett we're going to take our last break and then we'll come back and we'll finish up with those questions right now okay this is the Dave Ellswick show this is Robert Steinbeck filling in for Dave I've got in the studio Chris Corbett and Dan Sullivan and on the phone Brett Tolman uh, my good friend former uh, United States Attorney for the state of Utah uh, Brett uh Tell me now this breaking news that apparently uh, Nancy Pelosi is going to be mining for more claims uh, for her um, impeachment. 
That's right. You know, they have indicated, we've heard now uh, several sources uh, indicating that the House Democrats have said they think there are other, uh, you know, articles of impeachment that can be brought. They're going to go back into the Mueller report and try to look into potential articles of impeachment. What this screams to me is, you know, desperation, desperation. We like, like, yeah, desperation. (laughs) We like saying impeachment a lot, and we're really not happy with what we came up with the first round. So let's do it again. Yeah, it's a do-over. Don't you know you get a do-over? It's like it's like (laughs) t-ball. And and by the way, hey, hey, Democrats, how'd you do on that uh, Mueller report the first time? You brought him in. That was a real success. Oh my gosh, that was some riveting television, but in all the wrong ways. Let me tell you, that was. That was not good for you, but you want to resurrect that? Guess who's going to be a witness? Mueller! You want witnesses? We're going to bring in Mueller? We're going to bring in uh, um, Crack Biden? What's what's Crack's first name? <laughs> Crack Biden. Hunter. Hunter. Well, Rob, you're exactly right. If you didn't have a, if Bob Mueller didn't have enough to right. bring, you know, something more persuasive and, and, and more damaging to the president during a, you know, a two and a half year, $30 million investigation, what is Nancy Pelosi and and Adam Schiff and Representative Nadler looking again at the Mueller report going to do? You know, I think they're following the old maxim that when you're in a hole, keep digging. Wait, that ain't right. <laughs> that ain't right. <laughs> we, we better look into that. We're going to find something soon. We're, gonna, we're, we're, we're looking for rights. Until I realize what you said. Exactly. They're, they're busy digging for more indictments and they keep digging in that hole. That's not going to be good for them. That's amazing. That is absolutely. Well, it reminds me that what my father used to say, and he said, look, son, you can put whipped cream on horse manure, but in the end, it's still horse manure. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I've had a few of those dishes. Oh, they ain't right. That sounds bad. That ain't right. Uh, Um that you know what that that that's what that's a government steak. You yeah. heard of government cheese? That's right. government steak. Well, that's what they're handing to the prosecutor to take to convict that's right. Trump. That's right. They're going to put some whipped cream on it. Yeah. Take it into the Senate and try to convict him. There you go. There you go. Nancy Pelosi <laughs> hasn't named the the essentially the prosecutors. What are they called, Brett? The the folks that go to the the Senate. Do you know? You know that they're essentially the the prosecutors from the House. She hasn't named them because they're all running and hiding. <laughs> The impeachment manager. Impeachment One of the guys who's actually pitching for, for the position is the guy, uh, the congressman from California who ran for president. He looks a bit like the Ken doll. I don't actually mean that in, as an insult. He's kind of like a pretty boy looking guy. Who am right. I talking about, Brett? You know what I'm talking know. about? He ran for president. He dropped out. Um, Andrew <laughs> Bank? No, no, no. Uh, um, uh, Rourke? No, not O'Rourke, although that's a good guess. He's from O'Rourke's from Texas, the guy from California. Um, so this guy is, he's on Fox News all the time. And the only thing that he doesn't realize is that he, it's ironic. Like he's on Fox <laughs> News. Everybody else thinks he's ironic. And he's there. Oh, well, let me tell you that. No, no. You know, he's got like the, the bleachy, slightly bleached blonde hair. Well, Zach, look him up on uh, uh, who ran for president and already dropped out of the race. These guys are dropping like flies is the problem. It's hard to it, – it's not, it's not Marianne Williamson, I'll tell you that. But he's only one step above on the crazy scale from Marianne Williamson. So, uh, um, hey, if Brett, if they were to call you to be uh, one of the prosecutors, you're going to fly out and do it? <laughs> 
you know, uh, I've indicated already I'd love to defend on this case. Can you I'm imagine in. how I'm what in. it's like to defend on a case you don't have actual criminal charges? I am so in on that. I will fly into Washington <laughs> on my own dime and help defend the president in the in the Senate uh, trial if they right. have it. Now, nobody's asking me yet, but I'm in, baby. <laughs> we'll do it. I'm, I'm trying. Oh, that'll be wonderful. That'll be wonderful. Uh, so what what do you foresee happening now? What's the next step? Well, you know, I, I really do think that they're a bit puzzled as to what, are the, what do we do? Do we send it over knowing that Mitch McConnell controls the Senate? Right. I think they think uh, the best play is to pause. Um, let's see if we can get, you know, some value out of the fact that we successfully impeached the president in the House. And, and they're worried about November. They're really worried about the election and how this is played because they've seen a drastic dip in the polling. Um, Americans are getting tired of it. And so it's now shifted to 53, 54 percent saying, let's move on. And once that happens, they have to be panicked. You know, Brett, it looks to me, it's sort of, and I'm no expert on the sweet science of boxing, but it seems like they're in the 12th round of a fight. They're down three rounds, and their theory is walk out, hands down, and take some more punches. Um, <laughs> that might not be the best approach, if you ask me. Now, none of the Democrats are calling me up for political advice, but uh, they also didn't call me for political advice when they got creamed in the last election. And I was I was not only on board with Trump, uh, I had I was not at the front edge of the curve on predicting Trump's uh, election. But by the time it came around to Election Day or shortly b- before, I said he had a good chance. And sure enough, he did win. I was not alone in that. But that's the thing. These folks don't seem to well, be really grasping the politics. You're right. And Rob, I'll tell you, the best thing they could have done was ride that momentum, push it over to the Senate. And they had all day long. They can talk about how the Republicans, you know, didn't take it seriously. But instead, they pushed pause. They pulled back. And everyone now has to wonder, was it really all just about politics and even Democrats? I have a member of Congress right now who's a Democrat, a friend of mine. Um, he he voted for impeachment, but he was torn, and he he informed me over text message. He is mortified yeah. that they're holding it up now. Exactly, they're sending it over. He said we look ridiculous, and and that was coming from a Democrat representative. Well, think about Congress. it this way, Brett, and we're on the last uh, twenty seconds or so of the show. Think about it this way. It's sort of like, it's an old saying, I didn't invent it. It's sort of like when the clock rings 12 o'clock noon, you're like, great. And then the clock rings 13. And that pause undermines everything else. Brett, it's always a pleasure and honor to have you on the show. I look forward to talking with you again when you run for governor of Utah. Thank you all. Thanks, Rob. Thank you both. Mm -hmm. Take care. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.